listening to Around Comics. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know. Smoke signal. Your head is huge Man, again. I can't help Your head it. is huge Listen, again. It's genetics. What can I tell you? It's just, <laughs> it, is, it is the way that it is. There's nothing I can do. I have a giant melon head and no camera is big enough. <laughs> there I can sit no, back like here. No lens wide enough. There we go. I can be way back here. This is the only way. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. How's that? It's good. Better? You need to relax. You need to kick back and relax. I kick back, now. relax. Yeah. Just be. What's up? What's going on, man? Tom is late. Uh, Tom wanted to start late, and he's still fucking late. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. It's, it's such these millennials. Well, I mean, it's you know, whenever you're considered the talent. When is that? When did that happen? When did Tom ever be? Why? In what way is Tom talented? Exactly. I think. First of know, all, it's a comic like... book podcast. There's no talent required. No. Secondly, no. What talent does he show that, ever that he's considered the talent? Hey, I'm just telling you what perception is. That's it. It's bullshit. It's like <laughs> Trump. Creep. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting back. It's summer. It kind of almost feels like summer. It was warm. Uh, it was warm by me today for sure. But, had a cookout. Had a cookout this weekend. You're a little warm. You're a little north, further north. So yeah, yeah. It's but but finally, I think it's it's uh, time to break out the shorts. Lots of good stuff to. Are we? Do are we really? Are really vamping? Talking comics, which, we're talking about weather. Hmm? The weather. We're vamping. Talking about the weather. No, we're not going to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about comics. We it's been a couple weeks, right? Uh, I, I missed. A I week. can't. I can't yeah. keep track anymore. I know. I got so much stuff to talk about. Um, you want to jump in, and and Tom will join us in a second. I'm Chris, by the way. Hi, Chris. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's good to meet you, Chris. I'm Brian. Well, I was talking. I was talking to the peoples. Oh, the, there's nobody listening or watching. There's nobody paying attention to this. Come on. I can't sit back like this. I just I'm I'm not comfortable. Being comfortable. <laughs> I'm only comfortable being uncomfortable. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that, that is such a way to describe you. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Kind of is a good way. Hey, um, before before Tom jumps in, because I know that um, I don't believe that he has read it or looked at it, but I did see on huh. the social medias that you had picked up the parker uh the martini edition last call i did from idw i did it's really sexy yeah it's a it's a nice uh you know um they did a nice job putting together the last bits of of darwin's work on on parker and um and some additional stuff and make it you know volume two of the martini edition to go with the first one so it's yeah it's nice yeah. it's very and pretty. you get the 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 benefit, the added benefit of uh, Brubaker and Phillips kind of stepping in and 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 doing a 
a Parker story and just I mean, sort, the, of. The, 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 sort of, yeah, it's um, read it, not going to spoil it, but uh, man, this the book is just dripping with their love of Darwin Cook. You can just you just tell the the reverence that everyone involved in putting this together had because they knew that it was going to be what this last collection of the last thing that he was working on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't, if you're in comics and especially if you're a guy like Brubaker and Phillips and, you know, doing crime comics and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, this stuff is like some of the, the, you know, just the, some of the best crime stuff out there as far as art and, you know, being able to do the Parker stuff, which is also very influential in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, un, you know, I, it's a little bittersweet getting it because it's just sort sure of is. like, you know, the last of Darwin's stuff and, uh, he didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Like Darwin, it did really not, collective. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do that much stuff. So, um, well, he was one of those guys that, so uber talented, but he kind of split his where I mean, obvious love of comics and and just his own style, which was you know distinctive to him. But he did other stuff. I mean, he was he was working in TV and and you know animation that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like Bruce Tim, who you know contemporary of that. You know, whenever Bruce Tim does something, you take notice because it only happens every every great once in a while well he had to make a living you know and unfortunately well, yeah <laughs> you know um he didn't he didn't draw the way that you know as as appreciated as he is by i think people in the industry and and certainly he has a fan base the wider sort of realm of mainstream comic book fans i don't know that necessarily were you know scooping up all the darwin cook stuff that that you know right. i mean even like a new frontier um was something that i think struggled initially to find an audience and you know he, i think it was struggled even to get published to some degree initially um you know and darwin it's interesting because like he i feel like he and you know I, I i'm certainly not a darwin cook historian just a fan of his work but i feel like he kind of came on really fast you know when he was already kind of later on in his career and then it was like by the time he could put something out that would sell like a park, you know, the Parker stuff, I don't know how well it sold, but it was like, I think it was, you know, it was kind of this weird point in his life where it wasn't like he was in his twenties and he was, no, he was not, he was not a Marvel young guy. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And so it was an odd kind of thing. Like, so I don't know, you know, even the Parker stuff, like how well did any of that stuff sell? It sold to a certain degree because of Darwin Cook's own fan base. But I think, in the larger realm of things, I don't know that it, he was that successful as a comic book creator, you know, um, yeah. from that, yeah, and, from and that, that and financially, I mean. Yeah, and you make an interesting point. Hi, Tom. Hey, what's up? What's going Howdy. on, Tom? Uh, Not much. You, you made a, an interesting point that, you know, he kind of came to us. It felt like he came to us, like, fully formed. You know, it's like we didn't. And, and I know that he had done stuff in the in the early 2000s, you know, some um, – ecstatic stuff and he had kind of bounced around with some of a Bruce Tim's uh, Batman 
um, the Tim verse uh, stuff, but he, it did feel like he came to us fully formed. And, and I know that like we just lost Neil Adams and George Perez. And, and I think that both Neil and George, well, maybe not Neil, they, they would both say that, you know, that their historic work was behind them. Um, when Darwin Cook passed, I mean, he was, he was at like the height of, of his popular. I don't know if he had ever been as popular as he was whenever he passed away. And, and yeah. the level of his work was as high as it had ever been. Like he was doing yeah. the best of his stuff, you know, when he died. And yeah, I mean, he had had, you know, not a lot of success in comics before that. I don't know what yeah. 10 year period, like after it was after new frontier, like that was really what all of a sudden he came on the scene from that. And even, like I said, even that book did not, like it, it it took a while before that thing like sort of found an audience. I don't think it did very well sure. in the, the original. I remember, I remember buying the original prestige format issues of that and going, who the fuck is this guy? I have no idea who this is. <laughs> right. you know, I didn't know who Darwin Cook was at all. And I didn't know what it was. And I just saw the cool covers. I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. And mm -hmm. I didn't ever really expect him to become darwin cook you know what i mean like I, I didn't expect him to all of a sudden become one of my favorite artists in comics you know after that but it but it did happen and it was just, and i think that that's what it felt like though it was just like he went from kind of unknown to this explosion but he was already you know 40 years old at that point you know what i mean it wasn't like oh, yeah like he was a, a young guy so it was a, it, it was an interesting kind of career and and in some ways sad because like you said he was putting out the highest of quality work when he died. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, his skills had started mm -hmm. to diminish in any way or he wasn't putting out just amazing stuff. And so it's, yeah. For well, he was going to put together an entire library of, of the Parker stories. And, you know, it's, that will never be realized with his vision now. And that's. Yeah. Did someone, <laughs> did someone die and I don't know about it? Did another comic no, book no, 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 no. We're just talking about the, uh, the Parker, the Martini, the mm. Martini edition. Last call came out. It's this yeah. big. Show it to me, baby. Of, of, yeah, it's his, all of his last mm. last work on the Parker stuff. Yeah, so we were just sort of yeah. being a bit. We were waiting for you, and we were running. We were going. We were walking down memory lane because Tom wasn't here. <laughs> That's all right. I was just like, oh, God. Nice, I hope. Flat, I was nice, like, nice little flat brim Bucks hat there. Peace, guys. They lost, Tom. Hey, you don't stop being a fan just because they leave, you know? Well, I don't. I mean, Chris, I don't Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Go, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he could jump on a bandwagon quicker, on and off a bandwagon quicker than anybody. <laughs> Put my my Steph Curry uh, jersey out of uh, out of storage because they're good again or something. Uh yes. Yeah. So yes, Darwin Cook. Um, yeah, he was he he is obviously very very missed and uh, yeah. was was fucking pretty amazing for you know a brief period of. of I don't know. Like it's one of those yeah, things where like has anyone. Has anyone made a bigger mark in a shorter amount of time? I'm sure there are. I'm yeah. just, you know, the Stranko, maybe. Maybe he's still around. But I mean, Stranko didn't die. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, small amount of work. Right. Big, right. big influence. You know, Frazetta, 
Um, you know, you think about the people who are Frazetta. iconic. Huh? Well, Frazetta didn't do that much sequential. Oh, you're saying comic just comic stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that yeah. doesn't count. He was a fucking world famous painter. Like, yeah. well, yeah, but I'm just talking about, I'm just, it's a comic book show, man. I'm talking about comics. No, I know, but I don't think, Fraz would you say Frazetta's comics are, like, his comic work is is impactful? I can't even tell you, like, what he did in comics. Like, I mean, I, I, I think yeah. some guys, didn't we talk about this when we, like, we talked about the Barry Windsor Smith book, like, Monsters? Like, Maybe actually he hasn't you know done that like, much right like if you really like stack up the like number of books he's done it's right. not a, it's not a huge amount you know like it's huge impact though huge, huge impact. gigantic yeah. impact but not like Maz mazakelli Maz yeah. yes you did yeah. mazakelli this, this is, is so fucking good weapon x the hardcover it's gorgeous um yeah, I think Mazza Kelly's another one. You know, not a lot of stuff, but huge influence. Um, yeah. Paul Pope was that guy for a little bit, I felt. Yeah. Oh, Sean Murphy. I know we're going to talk about Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy was that way for a while. That's a good segue into Beyond the White Knight. Sinkevich? There you go. Let's do it. I, you know, I was going to say Sinkevich because he hasn't done really that much comparatively to his impact. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the amount of artists that talk about Sankevich as an influence, considering that he hasn't done really, uh, you know, like a huge body of work. He's had an am amazing impact on comics for sure. Yeah, gigantic yeah. impact. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I should look this up before I say it because I'm going to look up the comics he's done and be like, oh shit, actually, he's done a ton of them. <laughs> actually, but, he's done a shit. No, yeah, I, think I, don't think, I don't think he has, though. I think like yeah. he's like one of those dudes who, like, every time he did something, it was a huge deal and it had like a huge impact and it was like, oh shit, you know, and like. Here, here's so just to go back to Darwin and, and talking about impact, I was looking at his Wikipedia page. So here's his list of Eisner either wins or, or nominations. So best finite series, limited series, DC new frontier, 2005, 2006, best single issue solo. Number five, 2007, best single issue, single story, Batman slash the spirit. Number one, uh, 2007, best graphic, uh, album reprint new frontier, uh, 2007, best publication design, absolute DC new frontier, uh, 2010, Richard Starks Parker, best adaptation of another work. These are all win Eisner wins. Best Writer Artist 2011, Best Graphic Album Reprint 2012, uh, Richard Starks Parker, 2012 Best Short Story, The Seventh by Darwin Cook, uh, 2013 Best Adaptation of Another Medium, Richard Starks Parker, 2014 Best Adaptation of Another Medium, Richard Starks Parker Slayground, uh, 2014 Best Letterer, Darwin Cook, uh, Richard Starks Parker Slayground, 2015 Best Cover Artist, DC Comics, uh, Darwin Cook month variant covers, and then he died in 2016. So it's like yeah. between 2000 for, for 10 years, he won a fucking Eisner almost every goddamn 2005, six, yeah. seven. He didn't win anything in 2008 or 2009. Yeah. <laughs> that all the Parker stuff falling into the like at uh, adapted yeah um, work. It was just like anybody else who adapted a work. Oh, you're fucked. Parker, yeah, you're done. Like ah, fuck it. <laughs> But that's what I mean. It was like, you know, for a decade, he was winning. You know, he was the best. Yeah. Everything he put out was was winning. Eyes He's the Kirby Puckett of, of comic book creators. The, the Kirby Puckett. Uh, 10 years. Short and fat. 
He did not get fat and lose his vision. Though. Short, yeah, fat, so. and surprisingly quick. That was. Uh... <laughs> but you know, you you know, Puckett played like almost exactly ten years and huge impact. Kinda, he had a huge impact yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, especially um, when he was hitting his kids, that was a huge impact. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that. Problematic Kirby Ooh. Puckett. Dis- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about. On, on the field. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Sean Murphy, who kind of falls into that into that um, category of hey, you see something that Sean Murphy is doing, and it's it's kind of an an automatic buy for you know people that know um, people in the know around comics listeners. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Batman Beyond White Knight. <laughs> Uh, with the third issue came out, Tom. <laughs> you, it. Whenever you take a sip of your drink, it's it's it is the loudest drinking. It's like, it's like clink clink clink. Damn! <laughs> I don't know. This microphone's just. You're like, like you're like a fucking foley artist over there. This microphone's just like I'm not even that close to the microphone. That's the I'm like, it's like way over. It's like arms length up. away. It picks up everything. Uh, now that I know that, I'm gonna. It, more gently. It is pretty good. It is, it's, yeah, a good it's, micro, like, it's a good microphone. Yeah, it's like, look, yeah. it's like, it's all the way over there. It's not a. <laughs> I just, it's just like you, when you first got on before we even said hi to you, I hear clink, 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 slam. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah, just, just thought it was funny. That's all. Uh, yes, Batman Beyond the White Knight. <laughs> That's here. Uh, I'm like, is Tom angry? He's slamming his drinks down like a like a drunk at last call. Okay, okay, let me set it down and you tell me if it's loud. Is that is that yes. loud? Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Gent- I'm just like literally just setting it down on the table. Okay, it sounds like cover all of okay. your surfaces and like cork. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have a big cork. I have a big cork um, coaster just because. Okay, I just grabbed a coaster. I got. <laughs> I'm just sitting, the, the problem. Like, the problem with those microphones too is you you have it sitting on the desk, so yeah. it picks up everything through the desk. I used yeah. to do that. That's why I got like arms for my. Uh, we don't need to talk about yeah. microphone Mike. placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcasting microphone insider. Because if it's picking up that ice clinking, like it is, is. It's it's kind of yeah. It's, it's kind amazing. Of funny. Um, what were you saying? Oh yeah, uh, Sean Murphy and Dave Stewart. Yeah, talking about. White Knight, which um, uh, I just discovered, uh, obviously, I don't know, because I didn't read this. Wait, no, I didn't read this one. Is that the second one? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Curse of the White Knight. Yeah, yeah. And so they're referencing some things in the new story. I'm like, I don't remember that. I'm old, and I have a terrible memory, but You're I like, don't remember is that. Is it a case where I, like, oh. I didn't read it? Or <laughs> I simply I just forgot. Remember, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think that's uh, my point being that if you want to, you can uh, just jump into uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight and it, you don't have to have read it. It helps, but you can kind of jump into this. Yeah, it's a continuing story for sure. I mean, each one goes into the next, but it's not. Yeah, like I don't think it's absolutely necessary. But hey, if you enjoy it, you should read them all anyway. They're all good. Yeah. And I think I, I will say of this one so far, I think, and I think I talked about this the last time I talked about this book was mm-hmm. I feel like Sean Murphy has really come a long way. I mean, he was always a pretty good writer, but I think he's come yeah. a long way as a writer and he's always been a fucking awesome artist, but 
Um, like the the in this issue in particular, like the opening sort of scene with Batman and the Joker in his brain, and them just sort of going back and forth, which I thought was clever way because like that was Batman Beyond, right? Like it was it was this new Batman with Bruce Wayne in his ear all the time. So this is sort of a twist on that. It's Batman with the Joker in his ear essentially the the whole time and i thought he played it really well like i thought just the the back and forth dialogue between them was really snappy and it just like it, you know it, it's a buddy movie yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. it, it was very much like a buddy movie or, or you know you've seen this sort of thing a lot in different comics whether it's firestorm or you know shazam i think they've even done that to some degree at, at times where it's like mm -hmm. the hero and then they, there's someone in their ear talking and then like we said batman beyond but I just thought he did a really excellent job with it. I thought it was yeah. just really great dialogue and that I'm always really um, like, I'm really hard on dialogue, like shitty dialogue. I can't stand in a comic, just like garbage. Yeah, It's like part. It's like a fart in a car. It's I just mean, bad. You, you notice, so it's like, yeah, you notice it right away. You know, and like I was saying, you can jump right into this and he gives you, and it's, it's subtle. He gives you enough information that you don't have to, have read or read recently anything and he does it in a way that you don't feel like it's exposition or or ham-fisted and saying oh these are the bits of information you need to know and and it's obvious that that you need to know that it's just it is it is naturally told in the flow of the story and that is good writing and i think right? on, on to, to sort of add to that i think what he does really well is story beats like he gives you emotional beats. So even if you don't necessarily know the backstory, you kind of understand the emotional weight of scenes or the feeling of it that you're supposed to have because he kind of writes to these emotional beats really well, which is really advanced. Like that's like really, you know, advanced craftsmanship, uh, which a lot of comics, you don't see that so much. Yeah. Agreed. Well done. That's it. Well done, Sean. Tom, anything? <laughs> Congratulations, Sean Congratulations, Murphy. Congratulations, Sean Murphy. Yeah. And he draws. Yeah, and, and he draws fucking cars. Just like he loves. You can like. There's a scene where you see the bat, or it's not the Batcave. It's the GDCP, uh, or GT. What is it? GT? GCPD. Gotham yeah. City. And it's like their garage, and there's three Batmobiles in there, and it's you know it's the it's the uh, Michael Keaton Batmobile, and then the new Bat. There's actually four because then there's like the new ones in there, and you, he just throws them in there just because he probably just fucking loves drawing cars, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude just loves drawing cars. He does. He enjoys it yeah. very much. And it, it's funny because they make Powers, who is the antagonist in this. He worked in the Wayne Automotive Division. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta have lots of cars. We gotta we yeah. lots of cars. Yeah, I love the uh, the trick, and and he's not the first one that's done it. But you know, in the conversation with uh, with Bruce and and Joker, where you know, Bruce is not in costume, but the 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 shadow on the wall mm, is the, mm -hmm. the cowl. You know, not the first time it's been used, but it really you know it's used very used once and used correctly, right? Uh, he used it more than once. Did he? Yeah, yeah. There were there were a, a I want to say there was th three times okay. that he did that, um, and I. It's funny because every time he did it, I'm like, I'm looking at Bruce's head, and I'm like, eh, could this light actually cast it on his hair to make it look <laughs> like the cowl? Kind of, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, maybe. but yeah, I think he he did it a couple of times. He. Um, uh, 
Well, you know what he did? Actually, now that I'm actually, I'm looking at it right now. And you know what he mm -hmm. actually did is he didn't use the shadow of Bruce because Bruce is standing in front of a bat suit. And he used the shadow of the bat suit oh, cast damn. behind Bruce to make it look like it's Bruce's shadow, but it's not. It's the it's the fucking bat suit's shadow. That sneaky bastard. Yeah. So when you first look at it, it looks like it's just Bruce's shadow, but in reality, it's the fucking suit. That's really clever. God yeah. damn, he's good. Oh, he is good. He's pretty goddamn That's good. That's why he keeps, <laughs> keeps making these. He someone does. stop yeah. this! Someone stop this man with this clever, <laughs> clever comics. This clever comics. Well, no it's, you know, and he plays, and this 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 kind of transitions into the other the next thing I want to talk about. Um, Sean Murphy uses the the whole Bat Family mythos really well, and that's something that you know just about anybody who's reading these knows who Dick Grayson is, knows who Barbara is, knows who Bruce is, knows you know Harley. I mean, these are these are known characters so they kind of have their own own set of rules their own their own characters to them um same thing as in dc vampires hunters number one this week you just love your segues don't you yeah, you're just, you're just such a fan he's in the you... lab just making them <laughs> yeah just right? like beats he's like it's it's like a yeah. it's like a professional dj creating yeah, beats it's, beats, it's yeah. chris spending how much time did you work on that segue, sir? Like how? I, well, I mean, it's Batman to Batman. And he's like, so I hope. Funny. He's like, I just hope no one messes this up and starts talking about something else. <laughs> I'll be uh, extremely disappointed if someone. Uh, Tell me about yeah, your you vampire got... book that you love so damn much, Chris. Do you and your I vampires. I like the DC versus vampires. It's you um... love your vampires. I yeah, I gotta admit I like vampires too. Yeah. I'm a vampire. I've always been. So a vampire are you a fan. sexy vampire fan? I mean, Perfect. I'm not necessarily opposed to a sexy vampire, and but it needs to like I think the sex and and yeah. vampires go hand in hand to a certain degree. Hell yeah, like Nosferatu. You know, well, there's a certain amount of like sucking blood. I mean, the original Dracula was like you know sucking someone's blood. I mean, there's something sexual. You're about a true that. blood fan. I like True Blood. I mean, yeah, True Blood was, but that I wouldn't call that my favorite vampires ever. What's right? your favorite vampire? Ooh. Movie or just like fictional vampire or uh, kind of like style, genre? Uh, yeah, well, I yeah, I'm not going to limit it. I'm going to say I'm going to leave it the door wide open. Um. Wow. I just I, good question. I, yeah. It, it, well. I really love it. I think they, they're they're kind of similar. I love the movie Near Dark is one of my favorite vampire movies. I, I think it's very underrated. Uh, and it's I love that take on sort of like a, almost like a Southern Gothic hillbilly vampire clan. But not over, they're not, I mean, it's over the top, but it's not like Texas Chain, Chainsaw Massacre 2 over yeah, the top, yeah. you know? Like it's just, a, just <laughs> enough over the top. Just enough, just a touch. But there's also a, um, a series of books. Um, uh, what are they? It's the character is called Joe Hurt. Oh yeah, and uh, it's a comic book writer. Uh, I can't yeah, think of guy, uh, uh, Charlie Houston. Charlie Houston. Yeah. And and yeah, he wrote Moon Knight for a day or two or something. Yeah, um, and I really enjoy 
those books i there's a trilogy i don't know if he's he's done any more of them but i really enjoyed those and it's he's a kind of kind of the same thing in the sense of like it's a it's a kind of noirish more a little more realistic kind of vampire stories you know that kind of thing yeah that that's i like i like that kind of stuff chris your favorite vampire. and what we do in the shadows and what we do in the shadows yeah yeah well that doesn't count <laughs> but i yeah, i love what we do in the chris shadows. your favorite vampire yeah. oh. um as a kid growing up absolute fright night fright loved night. fright night loved fright night Love that movie. You're more uh, of a comedy vampire. Uh, oh, when well, I was a that, kid, but, I, I love Transylvania Six Five Thousand with like Bigley <laughs> Jr. and uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, which I haven't seen in a very long time. But I'm, I must have watched that movie like nine million times for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Gina Davis played a vampire in that. There you go. I don't remember. I love John Carpenter's vampires. If you're going to do a like scary vampires i liked his take on vampires i did too i liked i liked that movie yeah john carpenter's vampires is is uh my friend always said i was basically uh, the fat bald one from that movie that was <laughs> yeah not sure how i feel i guess you know it's good to be a baldwin right any baldwin yeah, at least um, yeah Steve. not Stephen baldwin thank god yeah yeah or alec yeah, alec's fat, not having baldwin you look like well, alec fat. had you know Listen, I'll take 50 years of being Alec Baldwin. You know, uh, the ratio of good to bad with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I mean, he's had a couple of good careers. You know, he had a sexy, sexy, uh, you know, heartthrob and then comedy. comedy. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, killed somebody. You had me at coffee as for closers. Allegedly, Tom. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, (laughs) let's not get get around comics shut down. The Baldwin boys um, coming after us. Get the fat yeah, one chasing so, uh, us down. D- <laughs> DC Vampires Hunters. Uh, weird for me because I haven't read the last issue of DC versus Vampires. Oh. And so they're, uh, don't do that. There's some moderate spoilers in there. Chris, why? Um, why didn't you read it? I, I have not uh, had the opportunity to read it yet. Confused. What yeah. book? So I got the cliff. What? I got the cliffhanger in what issue five, and I I saw DC versus Vampires, and I grabbed this, and it's actually the the first issue of the next series. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna milk this one. Someone help Chris figure out what to what order to read things in. <laughs> this is not oh, the next issue. I was wrong. Sorry, Charlie Houston. There's actually five of these books, and it's uh, Joe Pitt, not Joe Hurt. Joe I don't know why I was thinking Joe Hurt. Joe, Joe Pitt, Pitt is the character. Yeah. Joe Pitt's a vampire. Joe Pitt is a vampire, um, and he lives in in New York. And imagine basically he's kind of a private detective, not really, not officially. And New York is run by like five families of vampires as opposed mm. to like the mob, mm. but they're pretty mm. much the same kind of thing. And, it's good and place. Uh, the city that never sleeps, it's a good place for a vampire. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're, I, I really enjoy those books uh, from Charlie, Charlie Houston. Charlie. So Chris, your vampire yes. book. <laughs> it was good. 
It was good book. Good book. Good. Thing. Yeah, but it's, you I mean, it's, it's, read it out of order. It's silly. It's silly superhero vampire stuff. If you want to see da- Damien Robin mm. uh, trying to light Martian Manhunter on fire, you who know, doesn't? And torch him. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's good. It's it's. If you like vampires and and DC heroes, yeah, it's fun. The only thing, and I won't say the character's name, but the the the, the character because it it spoils the end of the, the king, the king vampire. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. really? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he end up being the king vampire? Like that? There's no well, real reason um, why. There, the, I want to talk about this. I don't want to spoil it. And if I say this, it'll spoil. Well, don't it. spoil. Don't say it then. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Just don't argue with me. Yeah, I'm right. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. No, I you can't no, believe right. I can't believe that um, Snapper Car. <laughs> Snapper Car is the vampire king, and it's a unbelievable. Like it's all. It's almost the too obvious pick. Why right? do you? You just have to skirt around until you fucking spoil it, don't you? I'm not you just gonna, have to fucking. You can't just fucking leave it. it. Has to like get cute. Like uh, it just has to. It has keep, to. Keep, Tiptoeing around it until it. Let's just leave it as obvious. Obvious. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Who's who would be the most obvious? Whose initials are? <laughs> <laughs> whose costume? Well, whose costume oh. colors? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I liked it though. I did like the the vampire hunter thing. It was it was silly. Like you said, it was a little silly superhero yeah. vampire fun kind of thing, and. Um, uh, it's not I vampire, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. It, I think it, it doesn't. It doesn't it spawn out of I vampire? Isn't that the 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 character from in DC versus vampires? Like that vampire? Isn't that the I vampire character? That's how. That's uh, how the whole vampire. It's not GI robot, is it? Not GI robot. Not GI robot. I can't remember now the first issue of who that vampire. I can't remember. Off the I top of my head. think it's the character from I Vampire. That's my it, that's my guess. It, well, who is that? Who is that character from I Vampire? Me. It's not me. Vampire. It's I me vampire. Me. Uh, me vampire. Me. Uh, vampire. <laughs> that's the children's version. That's <laughs> me. The, that's the Art Balthazar and Franco version. Me vampire. Me vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I just gave those guys an idea for a book. All right, there you go. It's our trademark, uh, trademark, trademark. Copyright. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think that was the the whole setup. Is that is that the good the good vampire from I Vampire was trying to stop the the bad vampires from. Yeah. It's good, a, bad, it's all good, relative. Bad, whatever. Come on. I'm reading or I'm actually listening to a series of vampire books that Sal would fucking hate. It's uh, called Fat Vampire. Jesus. It is Jesus Christ. It is so popcorn. Jesus. Fat, it's called you, Fat you, Vampire. Fat yeah, vampire. it's about a fat vampire. Of course it is. It's about a guy who gets accidentally turned into a vampire. Um, and he's like fat really out of shape I've, i'm i'm offended by the title of that book is a fat man You're triggered i'm a little triggered by that fat vampire fat book. vampire yeah. it's fun it's fun um 
I can almost guarantee you I'll never read Fat Vampire. You will not. No. It's uh, I just finished uh, the third volume. It's uh, All You Can Eat. <laughs> See, it's this is the problem with anyone being able to write a book. <laughs> Published on Amazon. Are there any good um, yeah. public domain vampire characters we can Ooh. relaunch? I, Ooh. I'm sure there are. Is it time for our public domain segment? Have we gotten already to the public domain segment? No, I'm, really just, I'm looking it up because it's just it's yeah, on look my up, mind. See if, see if there's any. <laughs> well, uh, another DC, not to, not to make this all DC, but, um, but here we go. I just cannot. Every issue of Batman Superman World's Finest is just gets better yeah, and good. better. It is so good. This last issue. I, I was like a kid just like going, oh, my God, I can't believe that they, they just put that character. Oh, my God, that character's in here, too. Oh, my God. And it's just <laughs> fucking awesomeness. It's just it's just it's so good. It is it is the Justice League book that I didn't didn't know I wanted. Like it, it is it, it has the Doom Patrol in it, it has Flash in it. It has Batman Superman. in it has I, I mean, it's it's just I I it is my favorite book on the stands right now. Wow. Um, because it's just a good fun superhero book and doesn't try to be anything more than and and like from someone that loves superhero comics and is good at writing them with you know terrific art and yet still makes stuff kind of funny <laughs> like um they uh the doom patrol went to uh 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 interview um what's his name dr uh is it dr amortis yeah yeah, the yeah. yeah dr. The, wrinkly, the wrinkly dude yeah and he couldn't remember anything so they couldn't because he, he's so old he's just senile now so he they could, <laughs> he couldn't tell them anything and so just shit like that in there in this book make it so fun and uh yeah i mean robin's in it supergirl's in it uh flashes in it and i you know it's just like i just didn't expect any of this kind of crazy wacky you know, gigantic kind of adventure in this, but it's, it's perfect. It's like just, it is the world's finest. It is the world's finest flashes in it. Yeah. Mirror master was in it. Uh, what's his name? Um, Wonder woman's in it. Kind of uh, it's yeah. It's just, I, I, I can't get enough of it. It is, it is my favorite book right now. I think nice. green uh, lantern was in it. Everybody's yeah. in it. Everybody. It's the whole fucking justice league in this book. Public domain vampire characters include, of course, Dracula. You could do Dracula. Of course. Of course. The original. The OG. My favorite, though, is Lance Blood. Lance Blood? Bloodman. Bloodman. What? Lance Bloodman. Lance, Lance Bloodman. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is From Lance? Tell us about. Comic. Horrific. Number 12. Everyone's Horrific. favorite. Horrific. Uh, Are we going to have a vampire in our public domain supergroup? I mean, you got the League of Vampires. That's public domain. Vampire Master. Vampire uh, Gorilla Western. I mean, vampires were around for a long time. They could be in the Wild West with two-gun gorilla, six-gun gorilla. Yeah. What about... I, I like the idea of a vampire gorilla with guns. The va Why would he need guns? Do they shoot is he a, why wouldn't he need guns, how about so? a vampire hunting gorilla like a gorilla mm. vampire hunter mm. 
you know mm. huh right yeah he's, his guns fire wooden stakes why would a gorilla be hunting vampires what's the backstory here we got to come up with with some sort of interesting what you know what what is it, it, it i mean is the gorilla like super intelligent or is it just like a gorilla that got a hold of two guns um they didn't really make that clear that was the backstory for that character six gun right? gorilla i think it's just he like was trained gorilla. and and then his his uh, like a trick like he was like a circus performer kind of uh, yeah. i don't remember now i think he was like vampire vampires killed the <clears throat> uh the the circus I feel it like wasn't that's a been circus. A I don't think it was a, mm. a circus. I think it was like, let me see, Six Gun Gorilla. Uh, he was an ape named O'Neill who, as an infant, was kidnapped and brought from Africa to the United States, where he was sold to a professor named Bart Masters of Colorado. Masters was a loving Bart Masters. Yeah, he was a loving owner who the gorilla grew to love like a father. Uh, Masters taught his gorilla to dig. Fetch firewood, gather their water, cook clean, and most importantly, load and fire a revolver. You know, all the things you teach a gorilla. And unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Bart Masters was murdered by Tut Strawn, leader of the Strawhand Gang, uh, in order to learn what Masters knew about the great mother load. So I guess he knew something about gold. Uh, O'Neill swore revenge on his master's killer and set out armed and dangerous to kill every member of it. So, I mean, there's some sort of intelligence there. It's, I mean, he, yeah. he, 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 you know, he can, revenge, right. <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, they we're bringing him back. Know. I mean, I don't know. Like, it sounds like he, like, uh, kind of, a, kind of his servant, right. He, he trained yeah, him. Like, he didn't train him clean. to play chess. Yeah, you train him to do like all the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, right. Plus, also how to use guns, which seems very American. It's a very American. Unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teach this. I mean, there is some absolute uh, not very not very subtle racism. They brought a gorilla from Africa and taught him to clean and cook for you. (laughs) But he gave him a gun. All right, maybe six oh, yeah, that's where the comparison stops. <laughs> the pro- Here we go. We Greg- should change this segment into problematic public domain characters. It's just like public oh, public problems, public <laughs> domain problems. It's like, no, what are you doing? Greg Porter says a gorilla trucker who uses trucking as his vampire hunting, hunting cover. cover. A trucker, you- yeah, like it. Did, uh, an overnight yeah, trucker he, who hunts vampires you know like, i feel like a i feel like a gorilla a armed gorilla driving uh, a, a big rig around the country is not going to be really hiding you know covering his tracks it's going to be a little tough to sort of i mean if yeah. it was the 70s it'd be fine it i taught this gorilla how to do everything i hate to do plus also how to drive and shoot guns <laughs> I taught him how to cook and clean uh, he has and a mow my lawn. Driver's license. <laughs> he also has a commercial driver's license. A CDL. Uh, Wayne asks, uh, "Do you guys remember the series Scarlet from DC Comics? She was a vampire killer. Nope. Uh, wasn't that Be- wasn't that Bendis? Was that a Bendis book? Scarlet? Was that DC? I feel like it was. It was. I think a different book. No, was it a different I book? don't know. Yeah, I do kind of remember it. Your an- the answer to your question is no. I don't. Tom does not remember it at all. Scarlet was uh, Alex Maleev and Brian Michael Bendis. I, uh, 
story behind a woman pushed the edge by all the wrong with the world a woman who will not back down yeah i don't i think that's a different book pushed I'm, in, yeah, yeah. I oh i know scarlet was uh Bears. what was his name what's the artist that barely did anything yet was incredibly fucking famous and popular um frank frazetta no no. Uh, Didn't we just go through this list earlier? No. Yeah. No. Uh, not was it Ramos? I don't know. Well, there was a DC book called Scarlet from Bendis and Malieve, but I don't think that's. Mm. But I think there was another one by, like in the '90s, I want to say, and it was. It might have been Ramos or or what was his name? What was the guy that kind of drew like? Oh, Humberto. Ramos? Yeah, uh, was it Umberto Ramos? Wayne, was that Umberto Ramos? Answer us! Or who was the other dude that was in the 90s that kind of drew like Umberto Ramos, but not Umberto Ramos. Uh, who did... Um, Jim Fern. Spy Girls? Oh, Spy Girls? Who did Spy Girls? Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody remembers. All right, never mind. We're moving on. Someone tell me. I don't, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. Wayne says it was Jim Fern, the colorist. Wait, the car? What? No, the artist. Oh, the artist, the cartist. I thought he said cartist. Jim Fern the was the artist. No, I don't know. Then, nope, never heard of Scarlet. Then, sorry. Th- that. Uh, never heard of it, know. and I think you're lying to us, and I don't think it exists. <laughs> I think you're... You're making things up. Tom, did you read any comics this week? You haven't said anything yet. You know, not really. I've been too busy. No. <laughs> I read Immortal X-Men last week. Number yeah. two. How was that? Are they still immortal? Yeah. yeah. Are all uh, the mutants immortal now? That's the thing? Like, they're all well, they can bring them. They can bring them back to life. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, got Karen Gillen writes a good Mr. Sinister. I could stand to read that. Mr. Sinister, who I've said many times, is just a, the, one of the dumbest names for Mr. a character Sinister. that you're kind of supposed to like take a little bit seriously. You know, it's like, oh, Mr. Sinister. But, oh, Mr. Sinister? Yeah, it's just like, oh, Mr. Sinister. But uh, I mean, he's a supervillain. You know, no. it's not like, I so don't know, Lex, Luth- Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Yeah, I caught up. I, 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 I talked about every comic I wanted to talk about two weeks ago. <laughs> when it was just you and me without Chris, without his I segues. need to leave the show more often. Without Chris, without, without Chris's segues, we just we would just mention another comic. Just, we just free. moved along. We just the moved conversation the just, yeah. just kind of free flow. Without, without those really awkward segues, we, uh, yeah. yeah, we just, yeah, just I gotta have some job around. It just here. moved. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You guys can do it again next week. You're gonna be curling? Chris is curling in Pittsburgh. So he's, yeah, that's more important than around comics, evidently. You're taking a trip to Pittsburgh to go curling. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Is it a hot scene there? What's the Did scene you lose like? a bet? Did you? <laughs> Pittsburgh is a lovely city. I, I've spent a lot of time. <laughs> it is. I like Pittsburgh a lot. I may even get to go to a game at PNC. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like a lot of the Rust Belt cities. It gets a bad rap, but uh, it's it's been a nice renaissance in the 
in the city. I like Pittsburgh. It's fun a lot. to go to the um, Carnegie Museum because it's like a, it's a real um, window into a different time where if you had enough money, you could just like steal everything from other places. And like, oh, yeah, like here's the good the old front, days. The good old day. Here's just a room where I have a bunch of like the facades to ancient Greek buildings that I just took. And they're not like they were, set. There's like a room with them. And like they were purchased. They were purchased legally. They were, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I mean, from someone. But hey. I, or it's like the room of dinosaurs he paid to be found. I mean, he paid someone to go find him, but it's fun. I mean, it's just like it's an amazing museum because it's filled with all this stuff that you realize is in this one place because this one guy had so much money that like more money than God he was able to accumulate. Like, ah, I've got dinosaurs. I got ancient Greek uh, temples. I got, yeah, I got one, everything. There's a room in here with a little bit of everything. Well, I mean, to be fair though, it's like he was at a time where no one had that kind of money before. Yeah. Other than like emperors, I mean, it's and better so than you know, you made a bunch of libraries. I guess it's better than yeah. like being on Twitter. Yeah, he was trying to figure it out, he yeah. wasn't building rocket just, ships to the it's just Mars funny because and... you're inside the museum and it's like a museum, right? It's got like how you would go to any museum, like the field museum, and it's got all this stuff, but then you realize it's like, oh. Like this, this is, is all one his dude's... stuff. That's this is his stuff. This isn't just like like all oh, this old stuff. Uh, I just had this laying yeah. around. Oh, and... that's his. Like he. I'll just put a museum. Like uh, I want to name a dinosaur after like my niece. I'm gonna pay someone to go find like discover a dinosaur. Find like, me a new dinosaur. Find me a new dinosaur. It's like all right, man. He uh, he was a wealthy man. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, all right. What do you what do you do with that kind of like, you know, incredible wealth? Nobody seems to have a good answer. Has anyone ever, you know, anyone that has ever accumulated immense amounts of wealth has never really done anything good with it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean Carnegie. Well, I mean Carnegie, and and not that this is around history, um, but around um, uh, Standard Oil, um, um, the Rockefellers, Rockefeller and Carnegie. I mean, they basically spent the first you know three quarters of their life trying to amass as much wealth as possible and then it kind of became a competition of which one could could do the most philanthropy i mean there was no the there was no social media no. so you couldn't like spend all your time 43 online. billion dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah trying, to get, <laughs> trying to get the the crooked president back on, you know, where I social media company to get back at the people calling you a dork. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> why so I want to, I want to build a, a library in every town in America has now turned into, I want to buy fucking Twitter. Yeah. Well, I'm sure yeah. Carnegie did plenty of terrible things too. Oh, he was, yeah. It, the, the, the labor, shit that he stamped down well anyway yeah bad that was I'm good for the good of the country god all damn i'm saying yeah, is right. check out the museum it's pretty cool yeah i like that the the warhol museum is is cool and actually the really uh cool uh i guess you can call it a museum is the the heinz um i forget the the name of what it is but it's um the heinz has a like a four or five story building the heinz ketchup that, museum it, there's just a lot of ketchup all, all 56 all 56 varieties before you get to yeah it's 
it's a cool it's a cool attraction i like that but the warhol one was kind of weird because it was it was a good warhol museum but it had like none of the like big works of warhol i mean yeah soup cans someone owns that yeah one of these there was no no soup can to be found that's because Um, he was a fucking whore and sold his goddamn art yeah uh yeah the true genius yeah (laughs) sell your stuff sell your shit and Mm -hmm. uh because it's just you know bullshit yeah but pittsburgh also uh also the home of some um uh pretty awesome oh i got a segue oh Um, god's sake some pretty fantastic um uh, comic book creators there including you know jim rugg uh uh tom sholey Ed Pisker and Dave Wachter, who uh, uh, he of the Wachter Factor had Spider-Man 2099 Exodus number one came out this week. It's a long oh, time. I didn't. I didn't read that. Yep. How was it? Um, Dave, and it's not just because I like Dave. Dave's art is great, and and this looks great. The art was definitely the star of this. It is. Yeah, it's everything that I said about like Sean Murphy earlier about how stuff doesn't feel forced. There was a lot of I'm gonna catch you up in this you know little pocket. It's the year 2099, and I'm and I'm Spider Man. A lot of exposition. Yeah, I would agree. I I was I really like Dave's art in it. Uh, He you know it's 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 amazing how far Dave has come as an artist since when we first met him, and and uh, it's awesome to see him doing you know stuff like this and working for Marvel. And you know he did a bunch of stuff for uh, IDW for years and stuff, and has really just earned his bones. But yeah, it's I mean it's like this is like a legit superhero comic book Dave's drawn, and which is just you know. He was always the indie guy, you know what I mean? Like Dave is like, he's such an indie guy. Mr. Anti-establishment. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah. he, you know, uh, yeah, it's cool to see see him do that. But yeah, the the writing was not uh, great. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, you know, I enjoyed the story to a certain degree. It's, it's not really a Spider-Man story, which is interesting. it's not a Spider-Man story. No, it's, um, but yeah, the art was was certainly. Yeah. Crossbones, Dave's 2099 crossbones design is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, I like his, his Winter Soldier design for the, the, the Winter Soldier. But yeah, this it, it, Spider Man, the 2099 Spider Man, who's almost like the Crypt Keeper in this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, yeah, it was kind of odd. That was a little odd. But yeah, it was cool to see Dave doing, doing it for sure. And his art looked great. Looked there very good. About three books. I had two solid. Uh, segways, my work here is done. I can never watch Archer and see the character Krieger and not think of Dave Wachter. Right. I just, that the, he is forever Krieger. And Dave is nothing, well, Krieger, like he is like Krieger in a weird way. I mean, there's not the creepiness that Krieger has, but the, mm-hmm. like you could see Dave sort of getting demented enough where he would be krieger but he mm-hmm. like i he, there's just something about the, the even the voice of that guy and the beard and everything like he is krieger from archer will always be he will always be krieger to will me. always be that to you yeah he doesn't need a holographic anime girlfriend though no he's happily married now yeah yeah happily happily married the only time i've ever seen dave happy 
was after he got married, which is usually like the opposite of what happens to. Yeah, right, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh i don't have a segue but you know chris if we don't talk about this it'll be like a month since we yeah i know talk about it inside each of us inside each of us is a ghost it's funny you had a perfect oh go Go the other night my son i was joking around with my son and i was like you realize there's two skeletons in your bedroom. There's like <laughs> one inside of your body and one inside of mine. And he was like, oh. And then Why we are you blowing your child's yeah. mind? <laughs> it's a skeleton inside you. Oh, that is an interesting, yeah. Skeleton covered um, in meat. Yes, let's talk about it. Uh, the, what is this, the third, fourth reckless book? A ghost in, the ghost one, in you? By fourth. Fourth. Fourth one. Uh, another beautiful... Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker creation. Uh, this is the story. This is not a uh, reckless story, though. He's not even in the damn book. Um, he's uh, he's in he, like a yeah, little bit of it. Steve, Steve Reckless isn't back. in this. I just made Steve. that up. <laughs> it is re- his last name is Reckless. Is reckless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reckless. Uh, what is his name? I can't think yeah. of his first name. Nathan. Nathan, Nathan Reckless. Reckless. That's a that's a Something good name, like actually. That's Ethan. Ethan. Ethan, Ethan Reckless. Ethan Reckless. Ah, yeah. uh, it's good. Fuck. Ethan Reckless. Yeah. These guys are good. Yeah. But this is an Anna story. Which his girlfriend. Yeah. And um, I thought this was interesting in some of the I don't know if it was the back matter or the introduction. Uh Brubaker is talking about you know the schedule that they're working on and that he gets this script over to Sean Phillips. And Phillips was super excited because he said that Anna is his favorite character that he's ever drawn. Really? Yeah. His favorite character. Huh. Favorite character that he's drawn. All right. Um yeah. well there you go. I just, he just must like, you know, nerdy, nerdy purple haired. That's just him placating his base, I think. That's not a real <laughs> truthful statement. It's not his favorite. Come on. The favorite yeah. character is a is a five foot three purple haired bespeckled. Yeah young lady and you know i don't know if it's you know we finally get a deep dive into her past and how she i mean we've gotten breadcrumbs uh leading up to this point but she is she's a more interesting character to me than than ethan at this point well i like her just uh being ridiculous that's i just just, i look forward to her screen time i I, 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 I enjoyed hyperbole yeah and Chris Burbley. I can I can like her as a character more than more than the listen, just because you have both white and male guilt, <laughs> you can like male characters. You don't have to always like the female yeah. characters, you know, in every book. Oh, no, talking of white guilt, talking of white guilt, I'll segue and then we'll come back. Uh K Billy Circle Supersound. Circle around. Yeah, K Billy Super Sounds this week. Um, we're going to be uh, talking about Django Unchained. Django, are we? I believe so. I thought you said Sunday you were driving. You weren't sure. No, that's that's next week. Driving to... Oh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'll be driving back, back from Blitzburg. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, what we're are, gonna we, who are you guys going to do for ACTV that. next week then? We Should won't. Sal, you and I do it and we just talk about... Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys can. Just we can talk, talk about, about Russian literature and. Yeah, let's do a book cast. We just talk about books <laughs> we, we like. Were we talking about? Were we talking about what were we talking about at the end of the episode? We were talking about Lenin's liter- tomb, the oh. David Rebneck book. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We could do. I would do a book cast if we want to just talk about books. Book we, cast. Book cast. Uh, well, I haven't been reading anything. Well, I have a couple of books I could. We could just talk about any about. any of your favorite yeah, any favorite book. Yeah, whatever. We've never done that. We could do book cast. Yeah, next Sunday. And we can I do feel like we're insulting Chris by being like Chris isn't around. We can talk about big boys. We can talk about. <laughs> I'm used to it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right. It's, you know, Chris. Chris reads big boy books like Fat Vampire. Yeah, fat I mean, that's in the... <laughs> I mean, he's actually listening. He's listening to Fat. He's Vampire. listening to Fat Vampire. He's not Damn, even reading. Uh, yeah, it's on my commute. <laughs> Hey, I I am I am uh, listening to uh, City Primeval, um, which is what the new Justified mm. miniseries is going to be based on. Which, so I get a which little, is uh, why it's not a very good miniseries. No, I what? Which is why it's not a very good TV show. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, City Primeval is not my favorite book. Uh, I by, see how they're going to adapt it into a Raylan Given story, though. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be Raylan. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, reckless. Uh, no, I really enjoyed this too. I, I don't know that I would want, you know, her to be the, you know, Anna Keller to be the star of the book all the time, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's a, it's a mystery and there was a little supernatural to it and some Hollywood history and, uh, which I think was, you know, fictional kind of based on other stuff, but, um, and, uh, and, uh, I, I, have to love the 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 usage of sort of a um midnight movie elvira vampira kind of character in it and yeah all the just all the it's just it's just brubaker just has like all the he combines all the things that i really like together always you know noir and horror and mystery and hollywood and all that you know kind of stuff he just has this way of, of putting it in these books perfectly for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, the timing is interesting in this. It's, you know, we, I think we've all seen the, you know, the like LA Confidential, you know, LA in the 50s. And we've seen, you know, LA in the 60s. And this is an LA in the 80s book that still has that kind of noirish vibe to it. And that's, you know, I can't think of, of many other properties that, that, you know, kind of have that feel in that era where it's like, yeah, I remember, I'm not that old. And I remember some of the things that are going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's there's, I mean, when you said that, absolutely agree though, but it did come to mind like something that I think, I don't even know if it was in the eighties, but it kind of has that same feel to me as like something like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like yeah. feels like mm-hmm. it's in the kind of in the eighties and yet still a noir. Maybe that's just sort of a new genre, you know. Eighties, the eighties are eighties noir. Eighties noir. Eighties happened a long time ago. They they did. Eh, they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I also think it works really well because it's in Hollywood. It's in L.A. and L.A. is kind of stuck in the past anyway. You know. 
and he he always brings that stuff into it like old you know the the past is always parts of his books both both literally and figuratively like he's always dealing with his characters pasts but he's also always dealing with the past of hollywood or wherever the you know the book is sort of set so it's it's i think that kind of helps it as well um and it's you know it's like noir is it doesn't matter where it's set, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not technically noir; it's neo noir, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's just that same, same thing. Yeah, you know, it, you know, a, a dame walks into my office and blah blah blah. Um, of all the it, gin it joints is, in all the world, it is interesting that there there does seem to be a theme that in in these in the series that it's always something from the past is coming back to fuck with people yeah it's 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 always a a drug deal gone bad or you were a part of a a, with you ran with a group of people you know back in the early 70s and and now you know i think you know time to pay dues knowing ed brubaker a little bit uh (laughs) you know and and just his history i think it's just part of him you know what i mean like i think he spent some time in his youth maybe a little waste his first waste. published work was autobiographical and it was called low life yeah and so i think he, he there's a part of him that looks back always on like the shit that he did when he was younger and and yeah. you know he's kind of maybe Karth, you know trying to sort of write that out of him i don't know i don't know yeah yeah it always write it, what you know it's always right what you know and he writes low, yeah. low life dirt bags he does do <laughs> that saying, yeah but it's but, always but, like you know like some parent you know, or an uncle or some fatherly figure is always some fucking dirtbag. And, and I always laugh because he nails those characters. I knew so many, like in the eighties, when I was a kid, I had older sisters. So like my, my oldest sister was a 10 years older than me. And, and my youngest sister was eight, seven years older than me. So they were, you know, they were a whole generation different than I was really. And so their boyfriends and friends and people it was like there were a lot of dirtbag 70s dudes <laughs> hanging yeah. around the house and like you know driving fucking vans and just like you know doing doing dirty shit and and so it's like he nails those dudes and i it's funny now in my life like i fucking love seeing those characters i i i absolutely love seeing those guys pop up like the scumbag you know when when um uh, what's his name uh, i can't think of the remember. remember that book like that dude oh yeah i know that guy i you know I what know i mean like guy. i know that guy and and yeah. there's part of me that is sort of like nostalgic for those dudes too because well, they're interesting yeah yeah they're yeah. characters and you don't have like i feel like you know and not to get into you know a lot of it but just like you don't have characters like that I feel like anymore like everybody is sort of um sanitized sanitized and homogenized and like so concerned with their image and so it's like you don't have people that have a whole lot of character good or bad uh I feel like as much as as back in that time and maybe that's just nostalgia but yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's well, something they, you know, the reckless books make me always make me want to go back and read Stray Bullets, mm-hmm. which I feel like they are cousins of each other. And why, you know, like the criminal series, you know, I feel like, you know, without David Laugham, I don't know if there is a, you know, Brubaker Phillips, you know, there probably is, but, you know, there's so much that 
that you can see that that stray bullets influence them in those you know, the dirt bag I, characters. I've never, I never I, really got into stray bullets, so I've got bedtime emergency. I have to leave. Oh, okay, 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 okay Tom. We're gonna wrap up. Yeah, and we'll, yeah we'll I have to. Anyway. There's lots of crying going on in my house right okay, now. Okay, so go take care of that, Tom. Bye, we'll everybody. Save your children. I'll see you later. <laughs> Save the children, Save Tom. The children. Uh, I I have to admit that I've never really read. Did you never get into industry bullets? I tried at one point to get into it, and I just didn't really get into it. Um, for whatever reason, maybe I should. It's kind of a hard read in that he gets so fucking dark that I mean he and especially considering I, I'm trying to think when when Stray Bullets was was that early 90s that sounds about right um, I've got the big ass compendium up there but I mean he went places that I don't feel like other comic book creators were going I mean he was dealing with like sexual abuse of grade school kids and yeah. You know, like really horrible, like horrible dirtbag people that, you know, if you knew them in real life. Those aren't like, the dirtbags I like. I don't like that. <laughs> That's over the line. It's a different kind of dirtbag. Yeah. It's not the it's not the lovable, cuddly, you know, kind of it's lovable. you know, smokes smokes a lot of pot and gets in trouble. It's like, no, this is a this is a serial child molester. So I, I, I will <laughs> I will say this. Some some you know Part of it is also I was a child when I met these characters, so they were sort of like bigger than life and cartoonish. But as I got older, there were some that I I, I found out, you know, their stories were not as as charming as as I may have thought <laughs> that they were when I was younger. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was I, I was going to tell you one, but I won't. I just I don't want. To, yeah, I was like Billy's me. cool. He has a switchblade in his in his yeah. in his boot. No, there's yeah. there's one guy that his story is very sad, and I didn't I never I didn't know it until I was much older of how sad his story was, and and it's just like, oh okay, you know, as a kid, I didn't I never I didn't think of it that way. He was just sort of an interesting character, you know, that was around. And then, you know, when I kind of found out the truth of, of, of his story and his situation in life, I was like, oh, wow, that's really dark and sad and <laughs> tragic. <Really dark>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Brian J is happy that we're talking about Stray Bullets. Um, well, should I read it, Brian J? Should I? Should I, uh, uh, I? I think I tried to at one time read it and i just yeah. didn't get into it so i don't know i'll have to maybe try it again I would, sometime i would just kind of suggest doing the single issue route i forget how many issues total there were um it, it you need a break you need it's it's not one that i would binge read because i i tried to do that and it put me in a dark place i mean it's a, it's an emotionally heavy fucking book dark yeah yeah, yeah right. you need a little palette you need a little world's finest in between just why, cleanse yeah. the palate i it's why yeah. i still haven't watched stuff like um uh the handmaid's tale I, you know it's like i started yeah. watching that show and i'm like yeah nah i don't need I, I don't need this in my brain that's just too i don't yeah no i don't yeah. live in it don't need to watch it as well that's <laughs> yeah, i kind of felt the same way uh greg uh greg had uh, a funny comment uh porter says uh it was talking about fat vampire and this is kind of how I am about a lot of stuff. Uh, he says it wasn't good, 
but I can't give Chris a hard time. I listen to some terrible garbage when I'm working on the house. I have a feeling he listens to us. <laughs> he listens to some terrible garbage. That's right. That's yeah. me and you. Says, I read I'm terrible books, and I you're garbage. <laughs> or you're terrible and I'm garbage. I don't know which is which. Uh, <laughs> that could be the new show. Terrible and garbage. Terrible and garbage. Together again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's... Um, yeah, I you know I I we we talked about stuff like Dresden Files and 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 some other you know popcorny fiction. It's like you didn't like the Dresden I, Files. I, no, I I didn't. I I enjoy the level of camp. In I them. I have a guilty pleasure right now. I'm reading. I've I've gone through three Reacher books in the last yeah. few months because uh, they're just easy, kind of entertaining reads. They're you know they're right. but I am reading them. I'm not fucking listening to them. I have the paperbacks and I read them. I have and they're under an my bed now. Commute <laughs> through South. That's what podcasts are for. Uh, I do listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I usually, honestly, I listen to podcasts in the morning. I listen to audiobook on the way home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to audiobooks unless it's like nonfiction. That's the only I, like fiction stuff. I I don't I don't enjoy audiobooks because I don't want someone explaining a scene to me. I don't, you know, like I I just want my imagination mm. to give me the scene and the characters and the voices. And I, I, so I don't, I don't engage with audiobooks as much on fiction stuff. Although there's been a couple that I have, but for the most part, I just, I have, I start to drift away from an audiobook unless it's like nonfiction and it's just sort of like informational and, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody's, you know, it's like a documentary, almost an audio documentary. Then I can listen to them, but yeah, for whatever reason. It's gotta be a good, it's gotta be a good reader. Um, uh will wheaton surprisingly enough or unsurprisingly enough i like will wheaton on some stuff i think he Uh, did uh did he do ready Ready player yeah i i enjoyed that audiobook that was a good audiobook yeah um uh once upon a time in hollywood um it was read by um what's her name one actress who was in single white female yeah i I know what you're talking about i can think of her name yeah um she was yeah. in uh the hateful eight she was in hateful eight yeah i don't i can't think of her name yeah she her. was in the breakfast club yeah i can't no yeah no yeah no yeah really pretty sure not ali sheedy yeah isn't it no it's not ali oh. sheedy. uh who is it then I will. I you entertain us. I will. Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, Ali Sheedy was in the Breakfast Club. Yeah, she was. But she was not in uh, what you call it, Django and Chain. The Hateful Eight. Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer That's Jason right. Lee. Sorry. This senior moment has been brought to you by <laughs> uh, Manscaped. No, not uh... say English breakfast tea. I, you can see why I could confuse the two, though. Ali Sheedy and Jennifer mm-hmm. Jason Lee. Yeah. Well, it's like Same whenever man. in Kate Billy Super Sounds, uh, I confuse Daryl Hannah with uh, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> All right. I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that as much, but yeah. 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 At our age, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, All right, sir. Well, are we uh, are we wrapped for the week? I think Tom's got his kids put in bed. Uh, we should probably plug uh, damn the, crying the, kids. Patreon 
Uh, after oh. he puts his kid to bed, he's going to work on uh, another episode of Tom Versus. We have a so. new patron this week. Oh, great. Shout out to our new patron, Beth. Um, and she actually sent us a message at, when she signed up. She said, I can only apologize for not subscribing sooner. So, oh, Beth, yeah. don't worry about it. Thank You've you, only Beth. been doing it for 16 fucking years. <laughs> but thank you, Beth, for signing up. We hope you enjoy um the podcast and and uh beth is a uh comic book cr uh, creator herself i believe so uh oh, nice. yeah so thank you thank you so much and send us some stuff beth that would be good. digital not asking for comps yeah um would love to peruse your work uh you can find out more about the patreon stuff at patreon.com forward slash around comics uh you get uh first of all you, you help out the show that's the big thing it gives us uh um not uh, financial things to worry about with paying hosting and all that stuff just lets us concentrate on doing the show. Uh, so we appreciate that. But you do get some extra content. We've got ACTV, what Sal and I do every week, talking about what we've been watching. I think we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that the name of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch that. That was really yeah. good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, also, uh, I'm going to get caught up on Barry. Barry. Barry, Barry is talk about getting dark. Barry's getting fucking dark. Barry I mean, it was really always kind of dark, but this season is like <laughs> unrelenting. <laughs> like it's yeah. dark. It's getting dark. Yeah. Barry's yeah. good. Um, more Star Trek. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you're gonna get caught up on uh, Made for Love, which is that's probably their not. second season. Listen, I'm just gonna tell you right now, tomorrow Stranger Things and Obi-Wan comes out. So that's probably not happening. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's tomorrow Stranger Things? Tomorrow is the yeah, I believe the first uh, part of the last season. Okay. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna drop it in two halves. Yeah, and, and evidently like some of the episodes are three hours long. So it's a very weird kind of schedule, but uh, you know they're really yeah. that's yeah, there's like two episodes so I think it's I don't know, 11 episodes or something. Don't quote me on that. But then there's two of them that are like three hours long and it's in two parts. So is this the last season? Have that, they set up this? Well, last? as far as I know, it is, but this cast, right? Well, that's probably, they're like teenagers. I mean, they're all in their fucking twenties now. I mean, they look, yeah. they don't look like kids any longer. So I don't know how they get away with it any, anymore, but stranger things yeah. in college. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Billy Bobby Brown. I mean, she's doing like Vogue. Yeah, she's a covers. fucking supermodel, and yeah, the, yeah, the only one that looks the same is Dustin. He still looks the <laughs> that poor kid that still looks like he's twelve. The rest of them mm -hmm. have grown up. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, you got to watch the Carl the the George Carlin. I'm halfway through the Carlin oh, documentary. Okay. I am I am I am absorbing it slowly and just kind of soaking in it. You know? so, gross. <laughs> soaking in George Carlin. <laughs> I love, love, love. If I could get a fucking print of it, that picture of Lenny Bruce getting carted off to jail and Carlin behind is right him. behind him. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Oh, I want that picture so bad. Well, you know. Go get it. I come look. Go find I come it. Look Go I find love it. that picture. Yeah. And I love I love uh, Lenny Bruce's response whenever whenever he asks Carwin why he's getting arrested. And what Carwin says, I forget what he said. It was but he was kind trying of solidarity. To, to, he was sort of doing Yeah, it's so. just like, you know, because yeah, I'm doing it for you. And 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 Lenny Bruce just looks at him and goes, Schmuck. Yeah. 
<laughs> Lenny Bruce. Um, yeah. Lenny Bruce it's good stuff. Nice. So anyway, we will talk about we'll talk about all that and more on ACTV this week. Uh, or actually, oh gosh. Yeah, well, no, we're K-Billy Super Sounds doing Django Unchained. Then we're going to do ACTV. Holy Christ. I know, I know. Not enough days or hours in the day. Uh, Check out that all that and more. You got anything else, Sal? I think that's it. I think that's all I got for today. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, For our patrons, uh, including Beth now, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Send us feedback uh, at the show. You can email us, infloateroundcomics.com. Check out the social media stuff. We love the interaction during the shows on Thursday. Appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Everyone, enjoy uh, Hmm. the beginnings of summer here. We hope that that you're taking us along on your bike rides, your walks, or whatever. Uh, We will... House painting, house painting, yard work, all of the stuff. Uh, even though Marta won't let me listen to podcasts while I'm mowing anymore, she makes me wear earplugs. I know. What? Uh, what are you, a child? What do you mean she makes you? She physically yeah, holds you down. All right, we will be back. Hey, act like a man first. and just lie to your wife. <laughs> she always knows, man. She always knows. Like me trying to lie to you. Why? Do, no. Why does she want you wearing earplugs? Because I'm going deaf. That has nothing to do with mowing your fucking lawn. Come on. It's all the concerts you've been doing over the fucking years. It's not mowing. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, but OzFest was fucking worth it. There you go. See? Yeah, there you go. All right. We'll be back next Thursday talking more comics. Uh, In the meantime. In between time. We will be everywhere in and and around around comics. comics.